Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all ships at sea, and welcome to another episode of Tall Tales and Tall Boys, the podcast about everything, the podcast about nothing. It's Zach here. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always, with me, one of the OGs of the Tall Tale crew. He's the pap, he's on the map, and he's full of crap. It's Derek. How you doing, baby? What's going on, buddy? You know, good thing I got a map because I get lost sometimes. So we're going to ramble on, tell some stories, drink a couple beverages, and you know we're all about honesty here. So uh, cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Okay, so as we do uh, from time to time here, and by time to time I mean every week, uh, before we can get into this week's topic, we're going to hop in the DeLorean, crank her up to about 45 don't need to go the full 88. And uh, we're going to hop on back to last week's episode. Remember. Do you remember? The very first day in September. <laughs> no. Remember what anyway, we was talking about last week. I do remember what we was talking about. We were talking about the racing, the vroom vroom. Um, so in in somewhat of a, uh, of a tying in, uh, this week's episode is going to be about video games. So I will throw the topic to you. Best racing video game on a console slash handheld. Now, the reason that I say that is because um, the iRacing uh, program that we've talked about previously. I'm guessing that would most likely be your answer. It is. So I'm gonna. That's why I stipulated. Throwing me a curveball here. Okay. Yeah. So console slash handheld. Like you know, if you say throwing it way back, Mario Kart on your fucking the the first racing game that I truly got interested in and invested a significant amount of time in my life in PlayStation 2 I swear to god Gran Turismo Ooh okay did not think you were going there Um I thought you were about to steal mine I was about to be super no, pissed no. Gran Gran Turismo So we took it to the PS2 for it to be Gran Turismo for you cuz that was originally PS1 Maybe that's the one I'm thinking about Well cuz I remember us putting in hours at grandma's house So was that the original I'm pretty sure that was the original. I don't ever remember playing really, us really playing it on like PlayStation 2. Uh, so maybe that's what it was, was the original Gran Turismo. And, and I remember like once I first got the Skyline that I was tickled shitless. Like It was my favorite <laughs> car in the world. And that was my crowning achievement as a 10-year-old or whatever that was way back in the day. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, see, the reason that I thought you were going to steal mine is when you led with PlayStation 2. Mine would honestly probably be uh, NASCAR Dirt to Daytona. Okay. It was such a good game. It, it was the first uh, NASCAR game, to my knowledge at least, um, that allowed you to play uh, multiple series. Um, t- as far as I can remember, um, all of them up to that point, you just raced the, uh, the top series, what's commonly referred to as the Cup. So, you know, your 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 Dale Earnhardt, your Jeff Gordon, your Mark Martin, whatever. Um, but on that one you had um you had your dirt uh street stock, you had your NASCAR at the time Featherlight Modified series. Uh, I believe they are Whalen modifieds now. They are, but back then it was sponsored by Featherlight Trailers. <laughs> uh and then the Craftsman Truck series and then the Cup. Um but and you're kind of seeing a return to something of a similar format. You know, now you, you can run a uh, cup. Um, I don't remember if you can run, um, uh, what's the lower series called now? Xfinity? Xfinity, is that, is that the current yep, sponsor? Yep. Camping World Truck Series. Um, yeah, and then you've got uh, Dirt Late Models. Um, 
but that was that was my absolute favorite. But let's segue into um, not exclusively racing games, but video games, which is obviously, as we said, this week's topic. Um, what was the first console you actually owned that that you could say was yours? Um, the first one that I bought myself was a PlayStation Two, and I had been doing all kinds of chores, saving every little about bit of allowance that I could. And it, it was a PlayStation Two. Okay, so who technically did the Sega belong to then? Um, that was was, was that handed, handed was down a, to you. It was a hand down, yes. Okay. Um, well, the reason that I ask it that way is because it, it was the same for me. The first, well, um, actually, technically, the first system, quote unquote, I guess, would have been um, my original Game Boy. But as far as a console, uh, it would have been PlayStation Two for me because my my dad had a playstation one the ps1 mm-hmm. was technically his um also we're just gonna run away from that topic entirely uh can we talk about demo discs for a second i doubt kids today know what that is i don't think they do because um, that's not really a thing anymore it's is not it? it uh i remember as as a kid growing up getting excited for the mail because i knew it was magazine day and that was you know this was pre- heavily readily available internet so that you had to wait for the magazines to find out what games were coming up and, and if there was hype behind them if they were going to be good if they were going to suck and then every magazine had a demo disc with it you'd pop it in it'd have seven or eight games on it that you could play about the first 10 minutes of and then and then there were you know like two or three videos um, of games yeah, I, that they hadn't a hype trailer basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Except here's one thing. Now technology has obviously advanced so far. I mean, you know, j- just look at graphics. If you want to look at nothing else, ha- have taken such a leap forward. But the one thing that I will say that I think those old style, um, let's call them trailers. That's essentially what they are. Yeah. Um, what those old school trailers had over nowadays is um like say you're sitting in the xbox store and you let the little video play it's just it's all this beautiful video and just you know it's kind of giving you maybe an overview of kind of the feel of the game but in those old school trailers it was all gameplay yeah it was ran on the game engine like so you could tell that you could tell kind of what it was going to look this is what the game is going to look like with the modern stuff now and all of the CGI, like, yes, the trailers look amazing, and they're so high-def and very realistic-looking. But that doesn't tell me shit for what the game's going to be. Right, because I've had a couple of those where I'm like, holy crap, this game looks really good. And then you get into the game, and you're like, well, what the hell is this? It, it, it's precisely for that reason. Um, typically now, if there, I, I pre-order very few games. I'll, I'll state that up front. Um but generally, I'll wait until a game comes out. I'll wait a, a, little, a little bit of time pass, and then I'll go on like YouTube and I'll look up one or two Let's Play videos so well, just, I can see the actual gameplay of it. Just look at the whole fiasco with um, the recent Cyberpunk 2077 release. I have that downloaded, and I still have not yet cracked it open. Like, I game share with a guy who has it, and I've downloaded it, but I've yet to actually try it. So... The game was delayed multiple, multiple times and is, was still extraordinarily broken. 
went upon release. And I think that's one of the things that you, you've seen more so nowadays than you did before. They would take the time to make these games polished because there were no over-the-air internet updates to patch things. Your game was either complete or not. Well, I, I, I think that's part of that. But another thing I think um, that you have to attribute that to is just the general uh, evolution of what a lot of people refer to as that instant gratification need. Yeah, that is of, correct. Of, of society. You know, we need it now. So we'll, we'll get the game out to them. And you know we'll we'll patch it as we as we try and fix what happens, but we can get, we can get that revenue right now. People will be satiated to whatever degree. Um, I'll tell you what I I am not experienced with or knowledgeable about the the cyberpunk issues, but I'll tell you right now, as a wrestling fan, you want to talk about problems of a game from day one, and and still to this day. They've never truly fixed it. Um, I'll I'll see your cyberpunk and I'll raise you the past couple years of the WWE 2K games. I've I have heard horror stories that they are basically unplayable at times. You will. I'll tell you what. Um, I was playing. Uh, it, it was a Hell in a Cell match the other day. I was just fucking around. I was playing a Hell in a Cell match for one of the championships, and um, I the guy found his way outside of the Hell in a Cell. And there was a way to get back in, just whatever. But it glitched out, and he wouldn't come back. So now you're just stuck. So now I just have to restart the fucking match. Hey, that sucks, uh, losing any type of progress that you've made on, on something like that. Um, one of the other things, I guess, that people don't necessarily maybe think about on a regular basis, I know the cost of development has skyrocketed. You know, the, the these game studios are running budgets that are the same for for from, for class as, A movie titles. For as now. Dusty Rhodes would say, baby, major motion picture than sitcom. Yes, sir. Um, and if you look at the publishing houses now, there's only about six major players. You know, you've got, you know, Activision and Blizzard, which I think are the same company now or under the same umbrella. Um you know, there's not many indie game makers out there just because the the cost is so expansive. Well, and and forgive me if I get one or two of the facts wrong in, in this particular example, um, but as I recall it, um, Final Fantasy. The whole reason the initial Final Fantasy was called that was because that company was going out of business. So they threw a Hail Mary, let's give it everything we've got, it's all or nothing with this game, and they got lucky and it took off. Number well, seven, I, still my favorite. Well, I won't say lucky, I'll say fortunate. Final Because they obviously put their heart and soul into the game to try and save their company. Final but, Fantasy number seven, still my favorite out of that whole franchise. Oh, obviously. Now, um, see, for for that style of gameplay, that, that, that turn-based gameplay like that... Um, Everybody always goes Final Fantasy VII. I always go one of two. And one of them you'll be familiar with. The second one, I don't know how much you actually would be. One of them was Jade Cocoon. Ooh. <laughs> Good um, game. And the other one was Legend of the Dragon. So I actually prefer those over Final Fantasy VII. Not knocking it. It's, it's a great game. I just prefer those other two. Um... So we've said what the what the first consoles we owned was. 
What console do you think you've had the most fun playing? Um, now this is a hundred percent objective. This is very objective. No, no, no matter what anybody truly answers to this I, question, there's I no was wrong a answer. Huge Xbox proponent for a long time. Um, I think their multiplayer game service with Xbox Live versus PS Plus was was better. Um, and then here recently, you know, now we're in the middle of a pandemic. I made I made the jump to PC and have been gaming on PC, and have honestly been liking that a lot more. the The graphical qualities of PC are exponentially better than what I had. Now, granted, I don't have a PS Five or the new Xbox Series x or whatever it is yeah well you, but they're impossible to find right now yeah so i i am truly enjoying my pc gaming experience um i the ability of the the customization to to tailor to your gaming experience is much higher i would probably have to say and you know, I probably should have had an actual answer to this before I asked the question. <laughs> See that—that's so you just folks. like putting me on the spot. No, it's not that I just like putting you on the spot. It's that I've said from the beginning that this show mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. a conversation in a bar. Because if you'll notice, I have no notes in front of me or anything. It's just we sit down and we have a conversation. Um, I would have to say it's either. PlayStation 2 or Xbox 360, and a large proponent of that, in all honesty, was the, what I will refer to as the instrument-based video games. So, Guitar Hero rock slash band, Rock Guitar band. Hero. I had so much fun playing those. Those were not, a lot of fun. Not just by myself, but with everybody else. I mean, for how long would um, we have some kind of family gathering uh, at your at your mom's house and inevitably, everybody would end up in the basement, yep, some, and it would just be a, a revolving big door, big rotating jam session of people of... on the various instruments. Um, actually, one of the uh, one of the prized videos that I possess. Um, well, yeah, th- this is probably one of the videos I, I absolutely prize the most. Um, and it was never known that this was shot because he'd have killed me. Um, but it's our grandpa, who is no longer here, singing Mama Tried by Merle Haggard on Rock Band. He never knew that was recorded, and he'd have kicked my ass hey, yes, if he did. Yes, he would have. But it was, so even, That's the one time that we finally got him to, to come down and play. Yeah, because otherwise he'd just kind of stand off in the background and just laugh he'd, at all of us. He'd be singing along, but he would never, you know, take center stage if you want to, you want to call it that. And I and I don't I don't know that I knew at the time, and if I did, I don't remember now what actually possessed him to finally do it. But I'm so glad that I have that. So I, I wonder what issues, you know, I know DMCA and copyright are a huge issue now, like in the streaming community. Yeah. If that's something that is preventing somebody from making another music-based game like that, I, you know, I actually hadn't given that a whole lot of thought, um, because because it absolutely goes without saying that that style of gameplay um, has definitely gone down uh, in in terms of uh, regularity and popularity. That's probably as good as answer as any. If, if we're being honest, um, it, it seemed like a very brief period of time where it exploded. You had, you know, 
multiple iterations of Guitar Hero. You had two or three versions of Rock Band. Yeah. There was one um, uh, called Rocksmith that was actually integrated to work with a real guitar to teach you how to play guitar. I really liked that game. Um, That's the game that kind of started to get me really uh comfortable playing guitar okay and and i wouldn't consider myself a goddamn virtuoso by any means but it stepped up in difficulty in enough increments at least for me that it got me a lot more comfortable playing chords and things like that and i and i'm all for something that is a game, but it teaches it's people stu- an but instrument. But still educational at the same time. Yes. Um, another one that fell in that genre was DJ Hero. It was. I was about to say, can we just agree, DJ Hero kind of stunk. It it did a little bit, but it was it was it was mildly entertaining in short periods if, of time. If we're going to be really honest with ourselves, that was just that was mostly a capitalization on the popularity of that style of it gameplay was. at the time. And actually, um. I, this just popped in my head, and uh, let me get your take on it. You asked if it was mostly like a, a publishing rights issue that caused the downfall of that style of gameplay. Let me put this to you. Um, can we really consider that the rock and really even uh, country music, to a degree, in terms of mainstream popularity, can you say that really those genres of music are as popular as they used to be because the the emergence in my opinion of pop slash hip-hop r&b essentially top 40 let's call it what it is and more of the mainstream edm you know style music the emergence of those styles of music i would say contributes as much as anything else because after after you know uh lordy what would it have been I don't know, 2012, maybe 2013. Um, there wasn't a whole lot in terms of new music uh, that was coming out that would have really, really been a good fit for those games that a lot of the, the population would have known. I mean, they kept coming out with older stuff. I think it was uh, around there maybe potentially a little bit before that like Beatles Rock Band came out and stuff like that. But. So, so let's take a jump to today then with... Um I guess one of the rhythm games that is still out there is Beat Saber for people with uh, PlayStation VR. One or... of the absolute funniest things in the world. I I would argue it is as much fun, if not more so slightly, to watch somebody play that as it is to actually play <laughs> that. Because if you don't have the headset on and the the deals in your hand, you know, if you're playing it, it makes perfect sense to you. Um, if you're not, it just looks like you're having a fit. <laughs> it is mildly entertaining to watch for sure. Um, have a couple beers, sit down, relax, jammed with some good music and have a good time with it. But for I do, sure. but I do think that has taken the place of, you know, rock band and guitar hero to, to a large degree. Um, you know, I, I can say there's definitely not the online, I guess you would throw it within the confines of, of the modding community. There's definitely not the, the the modding community for Guitar Hero and Rock Band that there used to be, but by God, if you want a song, somebody has probably made it for Beat Saber. I mean, I found somebody the other day 
who had done the Kyle's Mom's a Bitch song from the South Park movie <laughs> on Beat Saber. Okay. So you can find almost anything. I, I'm still fairly new to the VR scene. I just recently got into it with um, an Oculus Rift S. I love it. It's super entertaining. Um, I'm currently on the search for a horror game. I want something like turn all the lights off, put my headset and my headphones in that w- will truly scare the hell out of me. You know, be it jump scares or, you know, just tension. How, how much experience do you have with, like, the Five Nights at Freddy stuff? So, I've seen some of it, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I would I would recommend that. Um, the whole the whole thing's based in jump scares. There's there's not really a lot about the game that's actually, like, scary. Okay. Uh, it's, it's all jump scares. Just more of a holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's all, the whole premise of the whole thing is jump scares. Okay. Um, so maybe we give that a but try. It's, and, it's and a really see how good. It, works out. it they're really good games, and my god, the fucking lore. That his, I'll state my opinion here. So I don't think Scott Coffin, who is the gentleman who is behind the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, yeah, give me one too. Uh, <laughs> Papalapagus has gone on that most sacred rites of passage, the BWWRUN. Um. AKA a casual stroll to my refrigerator. <laughs> I don't, Cheers, good boys. He's on number two. I don't know that I quite am yet. I was actually the last drink of the can. So good time. But anyway. Um he he put out the first few Five Nights at Freddy's games, and then everybody just started trying to connect this uh, this world and I mean there's a million and five different videos online about the various theories and lore and all of that stuff as it pertains to the Five Nights franchise. Cheers, boys. Um, and I, I truly, I really, really uh, recommend the uh, the Game Theory series of videos. Okay. Those guys do such a good job. <coughs> um, not only with the thoughts behind their theories, um, but just their their production values are are insane. So one of one of the guys that I have stumbled upon on YouTube, you know, three four o'clock in the morning trying to kill time before falling asleep, is uh, let's game it out. He's a game series on YouTube. Okay. And he take he takes a game and tries to break it in the most entertainingly way possible. Now, when when you say break, do you mean like he wants it to crash or? No, he so he'll take or in terms of like what D and D players would call broken. Correct. Okay. okay. So I'm, he I'm will he will take. We'll cover tabletop gaming in a future episode, by the way. So he'll take a game like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Okay. And create a amusement park of death and horror, <laughs> but is still successful in some way. Okay. See, when you, when you said death and horror, my mind immediately jumped to it's a wonder all of us. You know, extended Smith kids are not in fucking therapy. Um, but when you said that, my mind immediately went to um, the original Sims with the uh, the Live and Large expansion. Um, it had a few pre-built houses, and then you had the houses that obviously we kids had built. And there were sometimes, and we would never save this, by the way, just so we could keep doing it because we're fucking sadistic little shits. <laughs> Uh, we would get one of the pre-made houses, and we would just lock the people in a room. Why am I admitting this? 
um, we would lock the people in the room, and we would fill it with furniture and then a firework display deal that they had on the game. And we would just set it off so that shit would start burning and the people in it would die. I think anybody that has played The Sims has has done something of that nature at one time or another. Be it that or, you know, the swimming pool accident. Or... Well, I will, I will say if there's one... Um, it, if there's one objective that you want to say that we that we legitimately did try and accomplish is I think to a degree part of it was that we wanted to keep um, uh, negotiating with death to see if we could try and beat it. Now, we never did, and we were never going to, and we were dumb kids, but we thought, man, we, we can get it this time. I don't know why, but it was worth it this it, time. It was worth a try. Um, but... In in line with uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, um, one thing that we used to do, which, Nina, if anybody ever plays you any of our episodes, and it happens to be this one, I would just like to apologize. Um, because we ruined a, a good couple of Grandma and Grandpa's computer chairs. Because um, what we would do is we would build our theme parks, and then there was a feature to where you could test the roller coaster... To make sure, it, a it was fun and enough fun, and b that it was safe. We made we basically <laughs> made our own motion simulator at that point in time. Yeah, I think I think Nintendo owes us a bit of money because could you not argue that we were we were we before we was we <laughs> we we anyway. Well, that was a tongue twister and a half. <laughs> How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Fuck it. Um, but so let. We've been sitting here bullshitting for probably, you know, uh, upwards of 25 minutes. Um, so I, I do want to tackle at least one serious topic before we maybe go to a, a top five or our recommendations. And the way that video gaming has kind of worked itself out now, it's almost all exclusively online. Um, which, to a, de- to a degree, I'll kind of give my thoughts on the issue as I kind of step this out. Um, it's great in that aspect, you know, my Um, problem is if I'm sitting here and my internet goes out now, I can't play anything. See, that wasn't actually a a point of it. I was going to, to, to litigate. Even if I want to play by myself, I still have to have that online connectivity with 90% of stuff being digital and authenticated and everything now. So so if I'm sitting here and my internet goes no, out... No, it, it's absolutely an issue. I, I wasn't meaning to say that it wasn't. Um, but uh, the context in which I was going to frame it uh, was that, in on the one hand, that's great. You know, um, you know I live probably about 20-ish minutes away from here from you. Um, I'm about... Uh, a half an hour from another one of my friends, 20, 25 minutes from another one. And in any time, I can just hop on my console, stick a headset on, and hey, or even if you guys aren't online, I can send you a text. Hey, what you doing? You want to play something? And you hop on, and we can all play together. Um, but I think the downfall, or the downside rather, to that, and part of this, I will admit, is most likely nostalgia. Um but there used to be something so awesome about it, it, it in, in a similar vein to, to television, for lack of a better term. It was like destination programming. It was everybody made plans to all get in the same room, organize 
the snacks and the drinks and whatever. And, and so I, as, where, as where kid, I think where you're going with your point is the modern downfall of couch co-op. Yes, absolutely. All, there are a very, very limited number of games now that if I, I call you, hey, come over to my house, bring a case of beer, we're going to sit down and play this. Well, like, I can remember middle school, early high school with the original Xbox. Okay. We had, there was probably eight or 10 of us that lived in the neighborhood that. Well, and it took two. Don't forget that. It took two Xboxes to do this. Yes. But we had cables running all over my grandmother's house, having, having these game battles that we would play all day. Like, can I can I can I just say this and I, and I've never once actually said this out loud before. But what the hell was anybody thinking when they built a three bedroom one bathroom? Yeah, you know I don't know. Um, that was a design flaw in that. It house. was a very big but, design flaw. I and after after now living in a place that has at least a bathroom and a half. Yeah. I will never not have two bathrooms. And and granted, that was a very high traffic house. It was, um, but because of all the grandkids. But you just on. you just never know what may or not may not be happening. Having people over all the time and hanging out, it just makes life much more convenient. So somebody doesn't have to go outside and hide behind the barn. Well, if if you want an anecdotal uh, example of how times have changed, I will put it to somebody out there. So I am currently twenty six. So let's say somebody, um, I would say eighteen and under would probably be fair. To be fair, when to be fair, yay. Uh, when was the last time that you got slugged in the arm as hard as somebody possibly could because you were a dirty fucking screen watcher? <laughs> that's not a thing anymore. It's not a thing anymore because, and that's it's the downfall of the couch co-op, man. Um, but you know, I, I and it kind of goes um, similarly to back to our movie episode. As much as people went to Blockbuster or movie gallery or family video or whatever for movies, just as many people I think went for video games. Yeah, it was a it was a social experience and. Um, modern day, I know Redbox had poked their head into the video game rental scene. Well, they did it for a good few years. Um, um, but probably I, 20, 2017 to maybe some point in 2020. I know that just because, um, every year I would test out the new WWE game before I actually bought it. Well, and I'll give it this. I can remember when Redbox used to come in the mail. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hell, there was once upon a time when Netflix, Netflix, Redbox, Netflix, <laughs> when uh, Netflix was a mail-based service. It was hard copy. Okay. Um, in the similar vein of, you know, since our topic is video games, GameFly. Ooh, Remember, yeah. Uh, taking yep. it back a minute. Um, you know, you would set up an account and you would have a list of however many movies or video games, whatever Here's the case my top would be, and you'd get sent maybe two, maybe three at a time, and then you would keep them for however long you wanted, and you would uh, put them in their prepackaged deal. You would send them back, and they would just send you the next couple off of your list. Um, I also think to a degree that 
while video games have never been more inclusive in terms of being able to play at any time with almost anybody anywhere in the world, to a degree, I think it's also been a bit of a hindrance in terms of um, people who maybe have a harder time socializing for whatever reason. Maybe they just feel awkward. Maybe they have uh, some type of underlying uh, mental health issue. And I'm and I'm certainly not throwing stones as, as somebody who's had some issues on that front uh, myself. Um, I think it's maybe done about as much harm in that area as it's as it's helped because there's not that push to now um even really make the attempt to go beyond yourself to, so to I've try been, and connect with those people. So I've been very fortunate in my life with with being able to provide myself with with amenities. Being able to buy a new console and, and things of that nature. I also understand that there are people out there that are not that fortunate. And I think that all this online connectivity also affects them as well. Look at all the issues now as we're in the middle of this pandemic. We're going on almost a year with the coronavirus. That all the issues that they were having with people that didn't necessarily have stable internet so their kids could do the remote learning and and all of these things. So my point that I'm trying to make is... Me as a child, I was fortunate that I was able to get some hand-me-downs from your dad and our Uncle Joe and, yeah. and things like, you know, they've moved on to a new game system, but here's the old one I'm not using it anymore, and here's all my old games. Yeah, or just they kind of um, grew, grew out of it, and hey, kid's here now, play the shit. Right, and, and, I, and I've done that too, like my Xbox 360, I didn't need it anymore, and, and we were able to get it to a family that... that had really no entertainment system like that for their kids. Absolutely. And, and 50 or 60 games. Like, you take that to GameStop, they're going to give you $12 for it. But with everything being digital now, it makes that much more difficult because if they can't afford the $70 a month for internet or whatever it is, you know. And, and and beyond that, you know, you have your, your, your internet connection that you're paying for, and then, um, forgive me, I'm, because, because, you know, admittedly, I've had Xbox Live Gold for so long, yeah. um, I'm not fully, and I believe this is still the case, though, I'm rambling, um, you're still required a gold membership to play online, To play online, you? yes. So yeah, there's so ten bu- paying, another yeah. ten bucks a month. Just to have the ability for this console to play online with other people. Um, And then you could potentially upgrade that to another 5 or another 10, taking you to 15 or 20 bucks a month for a PlayStation Plus or an Xbox Game Pass or, or whatever the case may be. So the financials of everything have skyrocketed, and I don't know that this trend in gaming has necessarily, um, been in the best interest of uh, the social and mental aspects of some of the people who truly enjoy doing it. And uh, again, as I said, I'm I'm not throwing stones. Um, just I think it's a, a topic worth discussing. So we've been rambling for a little while here now. Um, sadly, my second beverage is getting empty, so that also I'm means running about that way myself. It means it's time to ru- start winding down, and the best way we count down is with our top five. Well, let's 
before we get to that, I just want to do a bit of admin, as the Brits would say, uh, uh, on air. Um, do you think this this could come back for for? I know we'll obviously do many more uh, shows uh, associated with video games, but do you think potentially we could just do a a broad uh, video games part two at least? Absolutely. I, I definitely think we could mine this for more. Absolutely, because um, I. I could I could obviously keep talking, but we do want to kind of try and keep these to somewhat of a um, standard time frame. A standard time frame. Um, you know, we went we went almost an hour on our our racing episode, and I really don't want to push much beyond that. Um, so and we're so, at about thirty seven minutes now. So, so I don't have a joke for you today. No no lame joke from Papalapia. Oh. I know you're severely disappointed, but. Format means nothing to this man. I I do have all the work I put in. A toast for you. I know you oh, like. You? I know you like toast. I do love my toast. Okay. That's how that's how the the outro to this show came to be. Was, was an old toast I heard somewhere. So here's here's a toast that we're gonna have. Okay. Alrighty. This is a toast to the four types of orgasms. Okay. The good ones. Oh yeah. The bad ones. Oh no. The holy ones. Oh, God. And the fake ones. Oh, Zach. <laughs> oh, you're a fucking asshole. Um, you know, you were, you were doing so well. Um, I, I, I don't think, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think that I threatened to fire you last week, which was a first. Uh, yeah, I'm and just uh, reset the board. Zero weeks since incident without an incident. Place. I'm looking for a new person to do this show with. <laughs> All right, back to seriousness. Uh, top five. Um, what you got? Well, what's the, what's the parameters of the top five? Um, All you said was a top five. You didn't say top five consoles, top five games. Let, what are so you talking go, about? Let's go top five games. Give me a couple of your favorites and maybe a couple that you would recommend to play. That's not a top five, but anyway. Um. Okay, so many people have maybe seen now that there is a game on Xbox, and I, be- I believe it's on PlayStation as well. I, d- I don't actually know, um, but it's Fantasy Star Online 2. Now, that's not the recommendation. The recommendation is for you to get yourself a hold of a, uh, of a Nintendo GameCube and play the original Fantasy Star Online. Hundreds of hours we poured into that as kids. That game was so much fun. Um, like you said, we poured hours upon hours upon hours into that game. Uh, every character we had eventually, I think, was hitting you know level 80, 85, whatever. Um, it, it was a, a role-playing game to, to a certain degree. Um, you know, there, were, there were so many different combinations um you know i always akiko's some, frying pan i always somehow got stuck playing the the android or robot whatever it was called um so that i could be the one to look for traps but anyway anybody who's ever played that game will get that reference but anyhow <laughs> uh give us one from you baby um game i've been playing a lot here lately is called escape from tarkov on pc um, it's Battlestar Games. It's actually a Russian-based company. Okay. But it is a hardcore survival game. See, when you say Russian in video games to me, my mind immediately goes to uh, Red Faction. Okay. 
<laughs> but uh, Escape from Tarkov, EFT, uh, and you have to find yourself food and water. And as you're going through the raids looking for gear, if you get killed, you lose everything that you're carrying at that point in time. Oh, man. So it is brutally difficult. I'll tell difficult. you what, RuneScape screwed me in that respect. <laughs> um, years and years ago, you know, we're, we're recording this particular episode in 2021 now. Probably 2000 and, uh, I don't know, 8, maybe 2009. I don't actually remember the specific year. Um, but our public library was not very far from the public pool. So as my sister would have a, a practice, a swimming practice, I would go to the library, I'd pick out my um, my selections, and then I would just go on the computer and play RuneScape. And at one point I died, and I, when I respawned, I got glitched somehow. I, I ended up... N- nowhere near where typically you ended up and i could never find my pack again so i just got completely screwed out of all my shit well and that's and that's a whole category of video games in general now are roguelike games so when you die you start over yeah um so i i gave my toes today let's let's go ahead and wrap this one up and uh thank you all you guys for joining us we love you all so much and uh zach you want to take us out there bud yeah, but absolutely, without a doubt, um, we're gonna have to come back on the on this topic because um, we could talk forever, and it feels like we already have. But as as we end every show with, I want to wish everybody, you know, peace, health, happiness. But raise your glasses up with us. May you get what you want. May you get what you need. But may you never get what you deserve. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers, y'all. <laughs>